0: Hello darling, this is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and you're listening to the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast. What? Living in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that always feared the year 1997. My name is Greg Dean. And I'm Junius McGee. And on today's episode, we're throwing caution to the wind and we're braving the wastelands as we provide a soundtrack to the apocalypse as we listen to a few of our favorite tracks from, from some of our favorite genre films. But before we get there, let me remind you we are part of the phenomenally frightening Phantom Podcast Network. Phantom. you can find all of our past episodes along with a host of other horrific horror podcasts at downrightcreepy.com or if you're like me and you like to listen to us on the go simply search for Nightmare Junkhead in your iTunes or SoundCloud app hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode it'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All
1: up in your wasteland
0: hole. As it is. Well, speaking of genre films, uh, if you are in the Kansas City area...
1: Yes! This
0: is gonna be so good! It's time to panic gang, because uh-huh. the it's the sixth time that the Panic Film Festival is being celebrated here in Kansas City. Yes. January 26th to the 28th at the Screenland Armor.
1: Oh, and, and that's main panic fest, but there's even more too. So.
0: They've actually brought out more films, so if you mm-hmm. can't get to your favorite film, just check the website. They are screening later that week.
1: This lineup is amazing. It's just got bigger and bigger and better.
0: And we've had the chance, we've been there now we've recorded live there the last 2 years. This mm-hmm. is the 3rd year we've going to do we're going to be doing that. But even regardless of recording there, doing the podcast, yeah. the films themselves
1: <laughs> they're amazing movies at the past the past years, some of the things we've seen there have been so phenomenal and yet this year not only are movies that we've seen before, and we're excited to see, but ones that look to be just as spectacular as the ones we have saw.
0: Yeah, you're gonna get everything you can for your bang, more bang for your buck with mm-hmm. the Panic Film Festival in terms of genre fare. You're gonna get horror, action, sci-fi, animation, every, anything you can imagine, documentary, Phen- phenomenal shorts, mm-hmm. and. I'm just a big fan of it because, as you mentioned, we've seen some great films. Um, last year, we had the chance to screen uh, Train
1: to Busan God, and, we, and The Girl with All the Gifts.
0: Weeping and, and just, just sobbing in yeah. that film. You want to talk about an experience? That was one of my all time fave experiences from last year. Yeah. Uh, we, Wolf Cop
1: wolf cop yes that was a <laughs> the or, you're almost your origin my, story my origin story my crime alley
0: <laughs> it indeed started there. my crime
1: aisle instead boom, of boom, boom, instead
0: boom. of pearls hanging down it's popcorn
1: yeah and me
0: indeed <laughs> but there's so much that goes on there and w- so Wolfcock? wolf cock oh, wolf
1: Home, yes yeah that, go and listen
0: to last year's live episode <laughs> oops <laughs> uh but some of the things that are going on not only are they bringing in some phenomenal films but they're also bringing in some phenomenal filmmakers mm-hmm. so uh and just a few of the the films that I'm most anxious for. Uh first and foremost is Mohawk.
1: Yes. I, I cannot wait to see what this is going to be
0: if, if we're a fan of Ted Gigan uh, we did an entire episode one of the first I think probably the first five we ever did mm-hmm. was for We Are Still Here yes
1: which which I saw that movie maybe about uh about a month ago it is still phenomenal
0: and you want to talk about a film that probably plays we just did an episode not too long ago about films that work horror films that work in the month of December mm-hmm. that's when I'm actually I'm a little upset that we left off yeah. because rewatching it and it's how it's cold barren it is yeah. and what a love letter to Fulci now I understand though this particular one is not a horror film
1: but it's still going to be visually straight up a genre piece Mm -hmm. so I'm
0: really excited and he's going to be in the audience for that might probably do a little Q&A afterwards if we're lucky we'll have a chance to talk with him as well in the vendor fingers crossed
1: fingers crossed
0: Uh, another one that looks great and our friend Adrian has told us all about this one but uh, Tigers are not afraid Mm mm-hmm And another one, uh, Low Life.
1: The Uh, Luchador, anything with a Luchador, I am full on. So, uh, Mom and Dad is going
0: to be screening
1: Crazy Nick Cage. Yeah, Uh, there
0: are so many good ones, and of course the short film showcase, Mm -hmm. which goes without saying, which is always one of the highlights of the entire fest, and it's being actually broken up into two. Two, so many good stuff. They had to break it down into two. So, I'm really excited for that. But Mm -hmm. for me, the highlight, just being again a podcast fan, is the fact that we are getting number one two huge live podcast going on Uh uh-huh but also the fact that we're getting a chance to screen in the theater again yeah victor crowley
1: victor crowley i am so stoked that was such a good movie and to see in the theater again but and i if you're listening once again no spoilers but you're gonna have a good time oh my goodness make sure you stick to the end there's a great marvel-esque stinger
0: one of my all-time last year, if you listen to our best-of episode, one of my top picks was just that experience yeah. seeing Victor Crowley with the theater, yeah. in the theater with that crowd. So much fun! So this Insane. is your chance to relive it with Adam Green in attendance, you guys. I know, and he's such a good dude. He's he is. a good dude. He's good people. And if that's not enough for you, then also one of my favorite films from last Arwen. year. Oh, and yeah, Arwen's going to be in it. Yeah. But uh, Joe Lynch's Mayhem.
1: Yes, that you, movie is fun as fuck.
0: And you get a chance to see it in the theater, mm-hmm. I believe it on Friday night, with Joe Lynch himself. Yeah. Doing gonna, a Q&A afterwards.
1: I've always wanted to me- meet Joe Lynch. I think, I, especially after meeting Adam Green, like I'm, ex- I'm excited for this.
0: Well, and if you're like, hey, well, what are they, if they're together, are they doing anything? So-? Yes, they are. And they're mm-hmm. going to be doing a live Movie Crypt Podcast Mm -hmm. from Panic Film Festival. So I'm super excited for that.
1: Now, I don't listen to podcasts, but I am really interested in seeing what they do.
0: And you've listened to an episode of theirs Mm -hmm. when we did our little road trip to Chicago. With
1: the Danielle Harris.
0: The Halloween 4 commentary. No, they're on my regular rotation. They're on my Monday. They're a Monday listen for me. Mm -hmm. But also, I'm a Patreon as well. So I actually give money to that podcast because I really think it's it's worthy of your, your time and your money. Uh, but to see them live, I'm really excited. But yes. then also Friday night, the Generation Y podcast, and they mm-hmm. are a true crime, and they're here from Kansas City as well. They're going to be doing a live podcast as well. Nice. Yeah. So all sorts of stuff. And then also, I believe... Um, One uh, more live podcast, maybe.
1: I, I think there's going to be another live. Co- I think it's going to be a, a live podcast slash game show, something along those lines, something
0: like that. Some some five thirty in the vendor pit of doom, I believe. Uh-huh. Yes, uh, uh-huh. as it is, we will continue the tradition. Uh huh. <laughs> without. <laughs> Well, with a visual component, but yes. without the
1: offensive visual component. Right. We're not going to have another wolf cock. Well, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, you know, it's panic fest.
0: <laughs> Anything is possible. Uh, Make uh, people uh, break uh. out in the cold sweats up there. No, we are going to do our uh, another live podcast. It's going to be on With a that, twist. With a twist. It's going to be Saturday, uh, January 27th at 530. Mm-hmm it's going to be very interactive yes that's what we'll say like we said a game show twist uh now you aren't going to go like full richard dawson on people are you i don't know maybe oh god we don't need that kind of heat okay
1: maybe Uh, i'll go louie anderson show Uh,
0: me freddy survey says (laughs) but you guys hopefully that's not a reason not to go to (laughs) panic film fest to see us doing that (laughs) But we're going to have a lot of prizes to give away. It's going to be a lot of fun. We put a lot of thought into this. It's going to be interactive. It's going to challenge those horror... You know what? It's, It's going to maybe seem insultingly easy to some of you.
1: And s- extremely difficult to others. That
0: would be great. But no, come and check it out. It's going to be a good time. The movies, the shorts, the podcast, the vendors.
1: Yes. We're, uh, a horror Club's going to be there. We're going to be selling our wares. I know that the men behind the masks are going to be there. There's going to be all sorts of good stuff. It's just going to be a weekend chock full it's of It's something
0: I'm, you're, I'm always looking forward yeah. to. When I know January is cold as it is right now, as much snow as we have. We had the icepocalypse, which is kind of where this inspiration came from, but to know that in January we're going to get that It's fan. It's phenomenal. Yeah,
1: and even if we weren't doing anything with it, even if I would absolutely I would yeah buy your. Unfortunately, if you're just now hearing about this, the VIP and full weekend packages are sold out. But there are individual tickets still left. Mm -hmm. And like I think getting into the vendors and some of the specialty thing. No, not none of the specialty. Well, a lot of the vendor thing. The vendor lofts are going to be free. Mm -hmm. So even if you can't get into some of the movies, or you got a couple hours to kill between the movies. In between, that's where the conversation will be Mm -hmm, happening, mm -hmm. and we'll probably
0: even outside of the live podcast i imagine we'll be getting people's opinions on oh a lot yeah of the films. oh
1: yeah it's gonna be great
0: now there's all sorts of good stuff happening there so so look listen look for us soon indeed it's good and it's uh, it just promises to be phenomenal yeah. it's always a good time yeah so one of the things that just happened here, and just in terms of kind of give you an idea of when we're recording this particular episode, we just if for any of you that grew up in the '80s, if you any of you had a little PTSD moment when we thought that Hawaii was under attack, <laughs> yeah, I went full threads mode. I went full the day after mode. Did you? Did went, you get shit ready? I well, I, no, not necessarily, but I just had that moment of oh my god. My whole life is built up to this. Like, I thought it was going to happen in the 80s, all the doomsday. When
1: you were, when you're like, young and virile and ready to go. I could have taken on the commies at the time.
2: (laughs) It's
1: like you're doing some sort of weird getting ready montage, but now you're like, I'm going back to bed. Exactly. It's like, (laughs) oh, shit, well, maybe
0: it'll happen fast. (laughs) But no, we had a little doomsday moment there for a second.
1: Yeah. uh, There was a, what was it, uh, missiles have been launched. This is not a drill. Head for cover. And then, like, what was it, like about? minutes later something like that oops sorry our, our bad our
0: bad and in today's day and age with social media the way news can spread just exponentially that shit hit like you wouldn't believe yeah. and then you get of course all the horrible memes and gifs that come about it to laugh at our pain
1: fortunately none of the terror we have not experienced a wasteland um but
0: Nothing yet. So No, nope,
1: no nope, apocalypse.
0: But if you go back in terms of genre films, the post-apocalyptic film is one of those subgenres that is <laughs> it's it's I won't, almost want to say difficult in of itself of what it is, what it actually projects it's Mm -hmm. a gnarly existence
1: yeah it's not pleasant no
0: not at all but the fun you can have in that world oh fuck yeah man it's
1: unreal i love the whole post-apocalyptic genre just all the mad cappery the mad maxery yeah (laughs) And
0: we actually defended any kind of use of post-apocalyptic films It's horror. Nightmare Jungle. Yeah,
1: it's horror. We've we've already established this. If you want us to hear our work, go back to the one of our first ones.
0: So. But one of the things that can make a, or break a good post-apocalyptic film is the score.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so we're going to go a little segment here we do once a month called What's the Score? Mm-hmm. Where we kick back and listen to some of our favorite horror records here in the studio. And again, we do this once a month. There are some podcasts out there that do this on a weekly basis. So again, make sure you're listening to the uh, the DF cast with Tony Giles. Once a month, they do their crypt picks, which is all horror-based, but they do genre films. You'll love it. Uh, also check out the Fremant Inspired by podcast with Nick Spacek. You guys check yeah. them all out. They're a lot of fun. But this is a chance, as we say... To get lazy and just kind of kick back and listen to some of our faves.
1: Just hang out and listen to some jams.
0: But the, the restriction is, of course, it's limited to what I have here because we're listening to on the record player right now. Right. So if there are a few tracks that are missing, you guys, well, why didn't you guys play blah, blah, blah? Well, it's because we don't, you don't have it. We don't have blah, blah, blah. Right. But we got some good stuff. Mm-hmm. And what do you start with when it comes to the post-apocalypse? And I pose to you, genius. What could you start? With? Well, actually, just in terms of what do you think of when you think post-apocalyptic?
1: Um, basically I think of George Miller, just, (laughs) just leave the gas and walk away. Just, just the whole other chaps, uh, huh? Craziness basically. And the sad thing is, I don't know if we have any listeners in New Zealand or Australia, but if we do, that's how I think you live. You know, I either think you live in like, I think you live in like Sydney or, or like either in the Outback, some post-apocalyptic. How are
0: they listening to the, the show then if they're living in that existence? In those
1: big weird CB radio things. You know, that you always see, like, oh, I can get this working again, you know, just like. Are
0: they grinding, like, grain for Wi-Fi? Maybe,
1: maybe, maybe they got, like, some weird Thunderdome thing or underground. They got, like, people getting, like, big giant hulks being whipped to, like, put.
0: So, like, and so basically
1: they play us to torture Pig Killer.
0: Oh wow! Oh wow! So we're like their yeah. the the metal in their Guantanamo, if you will. Yeah, oh, interesting.
1: So that's I think they live in. I think they even live in and Sydney or the this Outback is, or the Waste.
0: This is complimentary, correct? It is totally complimentary. Okay, Because okay, gonna... I
1: totally would like. I would love to be a warrior of the Waste. You know what I'm saying? If 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 you have your Doomsday thing to prepare to survive, I have my Doomsday thing to thrive. To thrive. You know what I'm saying? It's like. I'm going to be a keeper of a hold somewhere. Are you Danny McBride, and this is the end? No, I'm the Ayatollah of rock and rolla, dude. I'm I'm going full flex appeal. Like if that shit hits the fan, yeah, Lord Humongous,
0: yeah. I'm afraid I'd be out there scouring the wasteland on my scooter and probably being accosted by street toughs. Sadly, <laughs> that would be my fate. Upgrade to the gyrocopter. Indeed, you'll be fine. Indeed. So, um. One of the great things with the post-apocalyptic films amongst all those things we just talked about <laughs> are the score that co- that comes up with it and we figured where what better place to start with number 1 I have it yeah but number 2 this particular artist on his current tour kicks everything off with it mhm um we've talked about it before we've devoted an entire episode to it we've probably listened to a cut on this before but goddamn it deserves it's repeating it's so good it's so
1: fucking good we're going to do it again all
0: right it's John Carpenter's Escape from New York
1: mm-hmm hmm just it's it's a jam it's i defy you to not listen to any of these and not at least nod your head because this is some good shit
0: it says so we're going to start off in 1997 as it is listening to the main theme from john carpenter's escape from new york of your neck are not standing on end you're doing it wrong so good so good there's a lot to love with that particular theme it really in terms of carpenter's main themes from a lot of his films Mm -hmm. to me this is like top three
1: upper echelon absolutely even
0: the entire the entirety of the album for me is top three it's just so good i mean even even
1: without the context of like uh even if you didn't have the visuals it's still just a good song just to be
0: rolling down the street too or just hanging out just do, 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 do. Yeah. we're well, talking about rolling down the street our next track from this particular one mm-hmm. is hopefully will inspire a little what's your what's my ride a yeah. number of things uh yeah. we'll get into it we'll riff on it afterwards Yeah. Uh, but this next one gang uh, the duke is arriving
1: a hey, number one
0: The secret is in the simplicity guys, of one John Carpenter.
1: You guys want to get funky?
0: That one, it just starts out a very simple beat. Yeah. And then they just keep adding layer upon layer. It is so good. It's it's like uh, pre-Daft Punk, but
1: something uh, long, just, just simplistic, but just so good. And you know what? I was thinking about it fuck being the humongous because I know I don't like camping and stuff so like Lord Humongous would be like the absolute like if I have to but I'm a city guy so I would probably be more like Duke of New York a number one
0: with those fucking chandelier headlights those were dope as shit dude I never knew how to react when I saw that for the first time that film blew my mind because if you've ever listened to the podcast did it make me go <laughs> Started doing my hair upright, I was doing egg whites in there to bring it up. No, if you've ever listened to the podcast, you know I'm afraid, or at least when I was growing up, I was afraid of the downtown area, and that movie, to me, was the epitome of what a downtown area was like at night, mm-hmm. post-apocalyptic or not, Just I imagine just street toughs running around there the yeah, the game. so that movie legitimately terrified me growing up, but then just seeing the sh- the the chandeliers on the cars it was unreal so fucking cool <laughs> and then when you got you got shaft coming out uh huh and he's just the a number one exactly playing such an incredible role but to me just the overall the the tone of the film is enhanced with this score mm-hmm. even that little that that kicks in at the end that just highlight that accent it's what J C does to his films
1: yeah. A little bit of spice that makes everything nice.
0: That's what he does. And so it inspired a host of other films, though. Let's face it. You know, Escape from New York is a very influential film mm-hmm. within the US and outside of the US, mm-hmm. which is where our next film is going to come into in terms of the main theme that we're going to listen to here. And there isn't an, you want to talk about the, you know, post-apocalyptic film being a subgenre. You even have genres within that subgenre. Right. And one of those is the Italian knockoffs. Mm-hmm there is an entire fleet of films. (laughs) And I love these Italian films because they just do not care. No, they don't give a fuck. They are basically saying, we are ripping off this particular film Mm -hmm. and there's nothing you can do about it because we're going to do just a little bit different. (laughs) And it's... It's wonderful because they're ab- they're absurd. They're just they're heightened. Um, they're exploitive. Mm-hmm. They're they're just fun genre films. Basically,
1: foreign canon.
0: Yes, they are. <laughs> and I guess then one of the um, Sam Fursterbergs, Then, if we're you know staying within the canon universe of that, uh, is one Enzo Castellari. And he was kind of the godfather of all these Italian films, especially these post-apocalyptic ones. Mm -hmm. And so the next one we're going to listen to is from Death Waltz Records, actually. It was one of the first ones they actually put out. Um, And so a lot of these that we're going to be listening to are from some of these boutique films. specialty labels vinyls, that are out there yeah. which again just appeases to the you know the market out there for people that enjoy that kind of stuff and so we're going to be listening to a little one from 1990 the Bronx Warriors um, and it's done by Walter Rizzotti is the main composer here And we're going to listen to the main theme and again kind of synth heavy but also definitely has a grimy kind of but classy feel so let's think, see what you guys think on this one Lost in the guitar.
1: Yeah, that is some That is some great grimy, just street toughery. Right? Yeah. In
0: comparison to Escape from New York, it still kind of has that just grimy yeah. feel to it. Mm-hmm. You're slogging through something that you shouldn't be in.
1: It's, but at the same time, you're like, I dig it. Right? You know, you're like... Like you're waiting and putting, but you're hoping it's putting.
0: Well, and those Italian films are <laughs> definitely a flavor all of them to themselves. Mm-hmm. I can understand why people probably wouldn't appreciate them. Because if you take the presence of like Mark Gregory, who's kind of the, the main lead in those films compared to someone like a Kurt Russell, you know, he doesn't stand a chance. But... Right. One of the great things with these Italian films is they gave chances to some character actors that weren't getting as much appreciation here in the U.S., including Fred the Hammer Williamson. Indeed, mm-hmm. who is all over these films in Italy, <laughs> which is wonderful because you want to talk that's why about why he got so pretty, and that's that's another reason to love those films in and, and of themselves, amongst the really good soundtracks yeah. that they provided. Plus, they're wild as hell. Like we said earlier, they don't give a fuck. You think about the craziness of the Australian. Apocalyptic films and right. you, just, you know what's really funny is if you watch uh, If any of you again just referring Back to you know past episodes we're big fans Of a, a movie called Stunt Rock uh, Which is by Brian Frenchard <laughs> Smith which shows off The <laughs> stunt work of Grant Page Who is just a nut
1: He's insane he's insane like I'm gonna hop on the store so uh, I'm gonna go to the lorry and hop to the store So he just decides to ride a jaguar For no reason while on a tightrope above the building as he parachutes riding said jaguar tightrope to the store
0: he's very much a man's man
1: yeah (laughs) in the teddy roosevelt sort of if Teddy Roosevelt did insane human fly stunts,
0: right? Yeah. But in that same vein what's really funny is they show putting together kind of their um what would be the equivalent to like a crash mat, but it's nothing but a bunch of cardboard boxes taped <laughs> together with a mattress on top of it. That's how we do in the U.S. And that was that's basically how they constructed things. Right? So you you take that kind of same principle and apply it to the Italians and they brought their own sense of mirth and mayhem. <laughs> and that's why those films work so much is that the international flavor you get, but the fact that they are just so crazy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And now speaking of, in terms of craziness, one of my main impressions of the post-apocalyptic world was from a more mainstream film, Mm -hmm. um, and one that basically, and it spawned a franchise in and of itself, and, and it could have been just a standalone film. Uh, but 1984 is the Terminator. Uh, do it, uh, do, uh, do it now. Which I don't know if a lot of people would initially immediately go to as a post-apocalyptic film. It totally is. It truly is, but because it, it takes primarily in the past in 1984. In this point, but you know, would you are, would you consider this a post-apocalyptic film? Absolutely. He's okay.
1: he's coming from the future, which is post-apocalyptic. Plus, you get all that crazy like. Machinery Madness. So, yeah, it's totally a post-apocalyptic movie.
0: And this is one of those that I didn't see in the theater, but I caught it on constant rotation on yeah. HBO. Mm-hmm. And you, we've talked about this before. You just actually hosted a screening of...
1: T2. Yeah, in 3 d It was great. What was your favorite part in 3D? Ooh, in 3D, it was the helicopter. The helicopter chase scene when he's on the... Uh, that was... Honestly, that was it was a great 3D thing.
0: Was it worth just for that moment? Mm, it was great. It was great. No, that works. And so I actually I'm one of the few people that actually prefers the original to mm-hmm. the sequel, and I think it's because the Terminator itself is basically one of those secret slasher movies. Yeah. Where basically Arnold is the shape.
1: Mhm. It's killing everything. You know, like, you just I'll be back.
0: sent him back six times. (laughs) He really does need his Loomis there. But I think the thing that makes the Terminator work so well for me is the score of it. And that's by Brad Fidel. Mm -hmm. And if you listen to the podcast, you know I love me some Brad Fidel from his work in Fright Night, Mm -hmm. which to me is one of those scores that is just so underrated, much like the film itself. Yeah, Uh, One of my favorites from the 1980s. But his work in The Terminator, the synth work, again, that you're going to hear to me is I can't separate the two. They're just forever linked for me. Mm-hmm. Main themes, yeah. And so we're gonna listen to the main theme, um, and then after that we're gonna get a, we're gonna go to our softer side of Nightmare Junkhead. But no, we're gonna open up everything with the main theme of the Terminator. Mm. for me that open, that intro credit seeing actually just the hearing that music all i can imagine is the lettering going back and forth until you finally get that reveal of the terminator and then when you get that pom pom to me, that is I. I could actually listen. I can, and I will actually list, shout out to a Milan Records. They've just put out this. It's this Terminator Deluxe Edition, and it's two dis, It's two LPs. It's phenomenal. But you can listen to the entirety of that and just play the entire film in your mind. Just in terms of how they all are forever linked with mm-hmm. those cues.
1: Well, if you hear that. Dun, 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 you instantly think of like. The Terminator, the exoskeleton stomping on skulls and shit.
0: I mean, just that imagery in your mind, that bum, 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 bum. Think of poor Bill Paxton and Brian Thompson, street toughs into them themselves, getting right? roughed They're up come at up the, up the and-
1: end. <laughs> Oh, interesting tidbit I found out about that song. That that metallic
0: ding 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 not right? He's at actually beating on pots and pans. Interesting. Yeah. little insight into some musical genius there. <laughs> genius from a genius, I guess. There we go. Will. There we go. So we're going to go from uh, the main title from The Terminator to one of the, in terms of how the characters work and in their introduction, uh, Sarah Connor's character here, played by Linda Hamilton, who is... Talk about a transformation from the first to the second. Yeah. Just in terms of, you know, just the, the character, the physicality, the mm-hmm. mentality and everything. But here she is still just this total innocent. You know, it's just your first intro- introduction to her. And so I love this particular theme. And it's very short, so it's not very long. But it's I always love the shot of her first introduction is when she's riding along on her little scooter. Hmm. And then this little theme that goes along with it, again just forever linked with it but let me hear you guys what you think of this one this is a sarah's theme So, admission of guilt here. Um, when I'm riding along on my scooter, I usually envision myself in a couple of ways. Number one, if I'm feeling like a badass, I envision myself as leaving from Streets of Fire.
1: No, going nowhere fast.
0: Indeed. When I'm feeling adventurous, I'm thinking myself more along the lines of like Ace Hunter from uh, uh, Megaforce. Uh-huh. And when I'm feeling soft and vulnerable, to I Muir. think of myself as Sarah Connor with this theme playing along as i'm driving along man it's pretty it's so pretty it's demure it's just like it's just like soft little it's just it's, it's a, nice it's, it's a nice little ditty it is it is a nice little contrast to what you normally get
1: yeah we just hear
0: well i'd like to <laughs> kind of show the diversity of this particular release now we're going to end though we're going to go back to the hard stuff here <laughs> because for me in terms of establishing a brand if you will Schwarzenegger really does it here with this particular film mm-hmm. because of one particular line do you know what that one is genius i'll be back indeed right that established what made a Schwarzenegger film a Schwarzenegger film mm-hmm. hell I, I know we've devoted uh if you go to nerds and nostalgia we did a Schwarzenegger retrospective where we i mean and you met the over under on bad arnold impressions <laughs> was
1: crazy insane
0: which is why you have heard nothing from me at this point right.
1: We should go back to the Arnold. Arnold's fun, the but
0: you want to talk about one in an all-time insane scene? Though is the police station massacre?
1: Yes. When uh, boom, I think somebody really died in one of those.
0: <laughs> well, was it? Um, oh my god! What what did we just screen here recently? that oh as um i come in invasion usa yes that has that explosion scene where they drive through the garage door and you literally see someone get pummeled it's horrible (laughs) but no i think this one rivals like maniac cop 2 in terms of one man versus many policemen Mm -hmm. but this is also kind of this showcase of this is this is the michael myers scene in halloween (laughs) 4 that you didn't see (laughs) because you know you get the the aftermath aftermath of of
1: the yeah so this is the the deleted scene and
0: so what we're going to listen to we're going to listen to the track here it's i'll be back and then the police station can't deny that there is some dread in that little theme there. It's scary. I mean, first of all, just seeing
1: Arnold come in. Bah!
0: Seeing him come in two fisting mm-hmm. with, with the automatic and then that pump shotgun. It's incredible. It's just an orgy of violence. Yeah. And it just shows you what an unstoppable killing machine he truly is. It's that first almost like that, that standout scene, like he's been scary up to up to a point. But this
1: is like a centerpiece at piece.
0: It's insane. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Center piece piece. I think you incepted on that one there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so transitioning then from James Cameron into a major motion picture and kind of finishing us off if you will in 1997 I guess you know that's where we started from but mm-hmm. also going to a more indie film and technically it was our second episode we ever did and we talked a little bit about the soundtrack and the score to this particular film amongst everything else that we just gushed,
1: gushed. yeah this movie is just it, it's on netflix please see it it's it's so good turbo kid turbo kid the apple of my eye <laughs> yeah.
0: talk remember the remember the first time we actually
1: saw it uh-huh i remember because we're uh, we fortunately were enough to have to get a screener of it and we came over here and we're like all right well let's see what it is and we hit play and just From the opening get-go, from just the very first words, the first scene, we were like, "Is this movie for us?" Yeah. (laughs) Yep. So it was. It it was like it's a love letter to the post-apocalyptic movies from the eighties.
0: It's gooey. It's gory. It is truly a love letter, Mm -hmm. and I've even thrown this out on Twitter before, and I say it jokingly, but I think there's two kinds of camps. There's those that are in the Turbo Kid camp, and those in the Kung Fury camp. Yeah, and I. Firmly reside on the side of the Turbo Kid. I appreciate the Kung Fury, but again... There's more heart there's, in this. It's genuine. Than,
1: yeah, than, than like, hey, there's remember no, the 80s? There's it's no not, winking right. with
0: the Tur- with Turbo Kid. It right. is just
1: a big loving embrace. There's no winking, but there's a lot of smiling.
0: Yes, there is indeed. And a par- portion of that is indeed from the score and the soundtrack. In fact, when we were watching it, they open up with John Farnham's... Um, the, the t- um, oh my God, it's... Um, the Jesus, Heart of Thunder, sorry, from the movie Rad. And holy shit, that immediately cemented me. I'm like, as you said, did they make this for us? Mm-hmm. When they can pull from something like Rad yeah. into a post-apocalyptic film, <laughs> I'm sold. And
1: make it work.
0: Yeah. And then on top of that... You had this dreamy, synthy score Mm -hmm. peppered throughout.
1: Yeah, and then even with the opening lines of it, which we're going to hear, it's just cemented. Like,
0: this movie is great. And thank you, Death Waltz, for putting this out on vinyl, uh, the Turbo Kid LP. It's really
1: fucking good. It's amazing. (laughs) And again,
0: they they definitely sink their teeth into us collectors here. Uh, But no, we are going to listen to the intro and then the track, and we're going to end everything with the Wasteland. So, yeah. Go to a faraway place, uh prepare to get to get rad, if you will. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> survive in the ruins of the old world, frozen in an everlasting nuclear winter. This is the future. This is the year 1997.
0: by Les Matos, if you will. <laughs> it's so
1: great how that opening thing sets up everything the year is 1997 and then the burn down, down you know even if you don't haven't seen the movie you don't have a frame of reference for that movie you have a frame of reference in your mind just going into it and that's what makes things so lovely
0: and if you're a fan of this genre and just these films in general it's again a little little nudge to you going here's the kind of film you're gonna be in mm-hmm. and for those of you that know enjoy the ride yeah and yeah there was nobody and then being able to actually experience that in the theater as well thank you uh, alamo got to see that one there it was phenomenal uh-huh. uh, and again to experience that with people was great uh but also again um le matos is the composer for this one and it's just it's very dreamy very much it makes you feel like you could fall in love with an apple <laughs> and easily so <laughs> Probably the best thing on that film there, uh, but yeah, let us know of some of your favorite themes out there in your post-apocalyptic films, or even some of your favorite genre films. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at non- uh, nonpodcast at nightmare junk. Get my podcast <laughs> confused there. You got your non in my nightmare. <laughs> and on Facebook at nightmare junkhead. Uh, tell us some of your favorites that uh, we forgot, or we there. What should we be looking for in yeah. particular? Uh, so until uh, next time, guys. This is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee, and we will. See See you in your dreams.